Welcome back to another episode of Another Mother Podcast, a safe place for blended families to unravel the blended chaos and share lessons learned, the good, the bad, and the high conflict. I'm your host, Dana. I've been a struggling and confused stepmom for over eight years now, and I'm finally feeling like I'm starting to find my groove while flailing and failing along the way. So let's grab a drink and spill some tea. Okay, guys, so I just wanted to take this time to tell you, as you probably already noticed from the past few episodes, that um, Amanda is um, not on this episode as well. And I just wanted to take the time to tell you that she'll be taking some time away from uh, the podcast. Um, She's just in a very busy season in her life where she feels she needs to step away and focus on her family and her new business and everything else that life is throwing at us and with her right now. Um, I think we can all understand that. I certainly do. Um, But I just really wanted to take a moment to say um, just how much I love and appreciate her with all my heart. And I just wish her nothing but the best. I'm also secretly hoping that she'll just come back on the podcast for just some good old fashioned would you rathers um, while we drink one of these days. (laughs) That was always so fun. So you guys are going to have to deal with just me solo and some guests here for a while. Um, Amanda's just helped me create the platform that we have today. And I'm just so happy to say that as a result, she has become such an important person in my life. And without her ways of listening to me vent in such a non-judgmental way, I would never have felt as understood as she's made me feel. And girl, if you're listening right now, I just want to say thank you. And I love you. And just cue the sad violins now. (laughs) Um, I am happy to report, though, we have one more episode coming out that Amanda will be a part of with me and we'll be doing an interview. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear that one next week. So, yeah. So on a more positive note, I just want to talk about um, my bonus daughter's experience with her first ever haircut that she actually wanted me to make for her. She wanted me to make the appointment. Um, If you guys have been following along or maybe you haven't, just a quick recap. Um, Haircuts have been a huge trigger for her over the years. Um, Being in a blended family, uh, the first one I ever brought her to again, was just, she had never really had one before. Her dad went with us. Uh, We all went. Hairdresser asked what she wanted. She wanted a couple inches off. It was literally just below her shoulder. And um, her mom obviously freaked out um, for whatever reason. Um, So ever since then, she's just kind of had it in my bonus daughter's head that Dana is not allowed to take you. So she was five when that happened. So we're going seven, almost eight years later, and she is just starting to realize that it's okay. And whether or not, I'm not sure if her mom's maybe talked to her um, about it being okay now. Like, hey, listen, like she's just going for trims. There's nothing drastic or anything like that. And listen, it's just one less person taking her. I don't care if her mom takes her either. It's just somebody has to take her and it's been months and she needs one. She has very long hair, so she needs to keep uh, the trims kind of regular. So this time, like a couple weeks ago, my stepdaughter is with me in the car. We're picking her up from school. We're pulling up to the driveway and she's like, so like, yeah, I think I'm like kind of due for a haircut. Hey, like it's been a few months. And usually like, 
my spouse and I are really good at just kind of being like, hey, it's coming to be around that time. You know, whether you want to maybe talk about it with your mom and make the appointment or you want us to make it for you, like, but it's just something we need to start thinking about here pretty soon. And like, if it's not done in the next couple weeks, like, we'll just, you know, make the appointment for you. So that way she has, you know, if she really wants her mom to take her or whatever, she can just talk about it with her mom. Otherwise, we'll just take you because we don't want to put her in that situation because we always seem to get put in that situation and it just turn it just backfires. Um, I actually took her to, big mistake, I took her to a client of mine. I took her, I took my bonus daughter to a client that I have who is a hairdresser out of her home and we went there one day and oh my god, all hell broke loose. I've never never seen my bonus daughter treat me that way or act out in any way but she was like no one's touching my hair and I couldn't believe it so I ended up losing my client over it like I couldn't believe it it was so embarrassing and (laughs) I never ever want to relive that but so moral of the story is we have come such a long way when it comes to just like simple hair upkeep and I'm talking like I don't even take her every couple months it's like every four or five months, like, because I just want to be able to be like, Hey, I'm giving, you know, your mom that chance. And if she wants to take you, she can take you, but it just never happens. So it's like, okay, it's kind of on us. We need to um, arrange the the hair appointment and, Oh my God, I take her now and she just enjoys it and she's relaxed and she's like closing her eyes for like the scalp massage, you know, in the, in the sink and everything now. And she's like, chit-chatting with the hairdresser and like let me tell you this it's just like a whole different person so for those of you that are going through that type of I'm just gonna say it bullshit um at this moment in time where it's just like a, a crazy fight all the time like it was for me I used to get harassing texts saying like don't you dare I take her for those I'd wait a full full six to eight months and like no one would take her. So I was like, okay, like we are her parents. She needs to get that thing done. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I'm just saying things change. I don't know what's happened. I think it's just like, you know, it's really not a big deal. She enjoys it. She needs it. It's a health thing. So like just fuck off. Um, So I'm just happy to report that she's happy with it. Like they curled her hair. Oh my God, she was whipping it around. We like took a few pictures to document how beautiful it was. And I don't know, I just couldn't be happier. Like I'm just so excited that we're like moving along out of these like crazy, crazy, insane alienation tactics where we're actually just starting to enjoy like regular people things. So that's awesome. And I'm happy to report that. So moving on to today's episode, um, this is one I've been wanting to do for quite quite some time. Um, it's always been something that's kind of just been in my brain that's always kind of bugged me about being in a blended family, and that's just the simple difference in family values between the homes. Um, this might affect some of you. This might not, depending. I know those of you that are maybe sharing custody um, equally. I think these might maybe um, be something that you can relate to. Um, yeah, so just getting right into it, basically, like, lately, it's just been, I don't know, kind of bugging me, I guess, in the sense that, um 
our homes are so completely different. And, you know, when you are raising or co-parenting a child um, through what's coming to be her teenage years, she's, you know, she's going to be 13 here next month. I mean, I don't know. It's just like she's starting to become her own person and coming into her own. And I think it's going to be more difficult for her than it would be um, another child that's from like a plutonic family um, to like kind of come into her own. And I don't know whether that's going to be more of a delay or whether it's just going to be confusing or it's just going to take some time or maybe it won't happen until she's kind of like out of both houses and is almost, you know, basically an adult and has will be able to come into her own then. Um, she's very easily influenced and she kind of just like gravitates to whoever's in her environment. Um, our environments are completely different between the homes. Um, and it, it, I, I'm finding now more than ever that it's, it's been really conflicting for her. Um, just part of raising your kids anyways, instilling what you consider to be your core values in them so that they can be positive, kind and contributing adults. And that can be very hard to do with another household who lives in a completely different life from you and has different priorities. Um, just like I said, lately, this has been bothering me more and more as my children get older and just are starting to develop their own character. So anyway, that's just been on my brain lately and I'm hoping to just kind of give some awareness here um, about it, especially during the holidays, but I don't know about you, but um, most, re <laughs> most recently, and this could, this could just be an age gap thing, who knows, but it's always kind of been that way where, you know, you ask my bonus daughter, like, Oh, what do you want for Christmas? So this year she's 12. She's very creative. Like she has, such an amazing creative mind <clears throat> that, you know, you ask her what she wants this year. Usually she makes like quite a, quite a lengthy list this year. She made a PowerPoint presentation on everything that she wanted on her Christmas. list, <laughs> And furthermore, sent it out to everybody in the family so that they knew here's the picture. This is the color. This would be the size, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So part of me is like, oh my God, mortified. But a part of me is like, oh, okay. Like very organized, very business-minded, very like straight to the point, very detailed um, and very creative. So, you know, in a way we were proud of her, but in a way we were like, oh my God, is that, does that seem like super materialistic and like demanding <laughs> I'm not sure and then as far as like my son goes what do you want for Christmas buddy you know I don't really need that much you know I, I mean I'd be okay if I got this or this and maybe this but otherwise you know I just you know I can't wait to just hang out with you guys <laughs> it's like they're so so different which I mean, it makes total sense. They're from, like I said in my post, in my Instagram post the other day, like these kids are from two sets of two different parents. But the the fact of the matter is, it just kind of shows like my son is with us full time. There is no switching homes. He doesn't go to anybody else's household to stay. It's just this house. And for my bonus daughter, she's between homes where, you know, they prioritize way differently about things. And you know, talk about money in different ways and talk about material things and like 
prioritize those things way differently. So I'm just finding nowadays it's just really throwing a, a wrench in my bonus daughter's ability to enjoy her time in our home because things are just so different. Um, I mean, I know we, we knew these years would come sooner than we'd liked and now we're just in it and we just straight up drink more. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. Um, you know, when she was little, it was just so easy. Like she, you know, she could float between the homes and yeah, she was always a little bit more like, Hey, like, what are you paying for us to do today? Kind of thing. But she was easily like, you know, you could take her to the park or go do something fun or go tobogganing or whatever. And she would just be just as happy to be doing that. Where now it's like, she, all, all things are motivated around for her on her mom's time is more or less just like, what are we doing? How are we paying for are we getting like the name brand of this? How much money are we spending? What trip are we planning kind of thing? Whereas we're more like, oh, like, you know, we're going to have a fire tonight um, and sit around and maybe like laugh, tell stories, listen to music, play, whatever, roast some marshmallows, or maybe we're planning a family hike or, you know, when it comes to shopping, like I'm a huge thrifter, um, especially with like young kid clothes. I'm just like, there's seriously no point in getting like a bunch of brand new stuff for my eight-year-old son anyway, because I mean, I'm sure you can all relate if you have any boys, like, or even girls, like there's holes in every single pair of their pants. So like, I'm not going to go out and buy $40, $50 jeans for them when I know they're just going to wear them out. Um, Plus I've been able to find perfectly mint condition pants from the thrift store that I go to and it's like the tags are still on them and everything and I'm paying $8. So it runs in my blood. Don't judge me. We are a couponing thrifting family. That's just what we are. That being said, I'm not going to make sure that they're not in any rags or not in anything super embarrassing. I like my kids to look clean and well kept and everything. So that's exactly, you know, what I aim, aim to do. Now, that being said, I do understand that she is 12 almost 13 and is coming into her own and you know there's certain status and like style at school and everything but I also want her to know that that's just not everything and you know we aren't made of money and I don't have the money to just keep taking you to the mall every time you decide to kind of switch gears and in what's hot right now you know what I mean so lately I've just been finding it a little bit hard um you know, just in, in trying to compete, I guess, with, with what, um, you know, with her ever changing look with what she thinks is cool. Um, you know, her, her favorite thing to do, or seems to be her favorite thing to do now is like go to the mall with her friends when she's on her mom's time and everything, which I think is awesome. But it's like, you know, mom and mom and her stepdad are giving her like 50 bucks here, 50 bucks there, like here, take it, take it, go to the mall. And it's just like, we're just like, "Mm -mm." like, there's, there's just no way that's happening right now. You don't just get $50 for whatever. And then I have no idea what you're getting and if you even need it. Right. So there's that. Um, there's just, you know, just obviously the difference in, what's okay and what's appropriate with the clothing. I did share a post. Um, I think it was in my stories a little while ago about, you know, like we finally kind of okayed like 
certain crop tops that were kind of baggier that kind of met with her high-waisted jeans because a lot of the jeans that she has now are high-waisted. Um, she does her own laundry, but I happen to just be, she had a really, really tiring day and she wasn't able to switch over her laundry. So I went in the laundry and switched it over for her. And I'm finding these like tiny petite, like I, I'm, I thought they were bras at first, but no, from the store that I saw it from, I knew it was, I knew it was not a bra. It was a top or supposed to be a top anyway. And I was just like, oh my God, like, are you serious? Like, this is what's being allowed to be purchased over there. So that w- that's been really tough um, on her. Like I had to have a, a talk with her saying like, I'm sorry, but this is just way too short. This barely covers like over your bra line. Um, it does not meet with your pants in any way. And it's just like, you're only 12. You're still a child. You really don't need to be showing off this much stuff. Um, I, I really feel like it, it was brought to our house because I you know, these kids and their big giant hoodies that they wear, I feel like, you know, she just kind of wore it underneath a hoodie. And I like, God, I really hope she didn't take her hoodie off while she was at school. But apparently the teachers don't seem to care. But anyway, it's just been really, really rough. Like I find I'm always, our household's always trying to kind of meet her halfway in the things that she's allowed to do over at her mom's just so that things aren't so opposite and crazy, like between the homes. But uh, like, there's just some things that you're just like, no, that's not okay. And that's not happening. And I never want to see it again. Like I can't speak for your mom and what goes on at her house, but it will no longer be allowed in our house kind of thing. So I don't know. Those things have been really hard for sure. And then comes the dilemma of, you know, just social media and phones. So, I mean, this to me, like this whole social media phone situation has probably been the biggest source of stress and trouble um, when raising her, for sure. Because, I mean, the whole reason... (laughs) everything's secret, everything we don't know. Um, Her friends now only communicate via Snapchat for whatever fucking stupid reason. So (laughs) to even start it off, like, I think she was about nine or 10. And we had gone to her away tournament um, a few hours away. They're always the worst because it's like spending a weekend um, with bio mom and stepdad and we don't get along. So it's like, oh dear, this is never going to be good. And so we went to this and we see, you know, bonus daughter running through the hallways with her friends, which is great with a phone in her hand. And we're like, oh, like, you know, she must be just like running around with her mom's phone, whatever. And after a while she still has it. So my spouse had asked her like, oh, is that you have your mom's phone? Like, make sure you're careful with it. She's like, no, this is my phone. And my spouse was like, oh, like, what? Since when? And she's like, I've had it for a really long time, actually. And so she had this phone for ages with a phone number and able to communicate with all sorts of people except for us. And so that's kind of just where, I mean, it's been nothing, nothing but trouble with it since then. Because, I mean, it started off as like a secret and like, don't tell dad and Dana. And it's now just turned into like this whole secretive thing. So then uh, like a year and a half later, we're like, 
you know, this is really tough because like all kids do is communi- communicate with the phone now. So, I mean, we were kind of hemming and hawing about it. And then we were just like, no, no, she's too young for it. But then it started to be like she wanted to walk home from school. And sometimes she was walking home alone. And sometimes she was walking with friends. But we could never guarantee, you know, that she was going to be with her friend that actually had a phone. So what we decided to do was, you know, take an old phone and get a plan. And, you know, we wouldn't be allowing any type of social media or anything on it. But she was simply allowed to, like, text us and, you know, her mom and her stepdad and, you know, just a few friends that she had in her phone. So she was able to take that. And then, obviously, all the trouble started with inappropriateness and being on at later times and using social media to, like, chat with different people and what have you. So anyway, it's just been a mess since then. But now, I mean, since recently, like she has had that phone taken away so many times that we've just permanently taken it away for now and we'll revisit it at another time. But now she has it back at her mom's. And so now she can only communicate with these, you know, her friends and everything via Snapchat. Her mom lets her have Snapchat now, even though she's been in trouble on that thing multiple times. So now she has that over there, but doesn't have it over at our house. So I feel like she, you know, her friends are like, oh, like, are you at your mom's or your dad's? Am I going to be able to talk to you after school or what? And it's just, it's just really inconsistent and it's really weird. And um, from the sounds of it, it's just something she does full time over there. And she's just on Snapchat and TikTok and all that stuff. And then when she comes over here, she's like reading books and what have you. So it's like, and drawing and like, watching TV and like playing outside. Like it's just two different lives because we just got different priorities. Right. So that's, that's been really, really tough with us as well. So, I mean, to kind of narrow it down. And again, I am in no way judging. I'm in no way saying that like we are this way because we're right and they're wrong. It's just, we are completely different. So Um, From what I gather from the difference in homes, they are definitely friend-focused and driven. They watch a lot of movies together. They buy the latest trends. They're always shopping. They're kind of, like, always getting, like, their tattoos. They're always, like, going on the next trip and whatever. Where we're very budget-friendly. We're very family-first. We like being outside a lot. Um, We laugh a lot. We're very sarcastic minimal. We're definitely minimal and we prioritize our health a lot too. Um, so I, I just find like, even just writing those down, like I was writing down like, Oh, what I know about, like what, you know, my bonus daughter tells me and like what I know of us. And I'm like, yeah, that's gotta be super weird and (laughs) confusing to go between because yeah, we just prioritize things so differently. Um, Another thing that I feel like has been a huge struggle for us on the struggle bus, as per usual, has been just my husband and I really truly feel that having the children help out around the house and learn to become responsible for themselves and then just helping each other out as a family, we just find that very important. And of course, the chores are very like age appropriate, Um, always have been. We've always taken an extra slow Um, with my bonus daughter, especially just because she's between homes and we don't want her to like all of a sudden just come home and we're like, Oh, you need to do this and this and this. Like right now, I think we have her 
you know, in a really good routine where she, she kind of knows what's expected. Like just, you know, tidy up your room, do your own laundry. Um, and then once a week, her and my son have to do, um, clean their bathroom together. Sounds really easy. It was a struggle for quite some time, but I think we're on a really good routine now. But that being said, if there's anything extra that maybe I've had a busy week or my spouse has been had a busy week, or maybe we're sick or something. And it's like, Hey, can you do this for me? Like take out the recycling or take out the garbage. It's like, we just asked the world of her. Um, when, you know, when we ask her, well, what are your responsibilities over at your mom's house? She's like, nothing. Like I just, you know, she only does her laundry because she wants to wear certain clothes basically. But I think that's pretty much it. Like she's not really responsible to do anything else. And so instead of just kind of getting frustrated and mad about that, um, what we basically is just been saying is like, Hey, like I, I know it's, you're young and you know, you don't feel like doing these things, but these things that happen at our house would seem a little less tough if you just kind of kept the same routine over at your mom's, like clean up your room once a week, clean up your bathroom once a week and do your laundry when, you know, as you need it, like, but especially just do it before you come back to our house. And then that way, when you go back to your mom's, you've got all your clean clothes ready. So that's, that's just been something we kind of just sprinkle in here and there and say, you know, we obviously don't jam it down her throat or anything like that, but we definitely, um, we'll just suggest it every now and then, like that would make your life super easy. Like these are kind of like blended family hacks that you, you need to pick up on so that you can make your life a little bit easier. So sometimes, sometimes she'll even just bring her clothes from not all the time, but sometimes I've been noticing lately, she'll bring like a big handful of clothes just so she can wash them while she's at our house. Cause she knows that she'll prioritize that at our house and then they're ready to go and she can bring them back to her mom's. And honestly, I'm not even going to rock that boat if she's not prioritizing that there. I mean, I guess like, yeah, I could complain that, you know, it's more water and more soap and blah, blah, blah. And like do that over at your mom's. But like, I'm just happy that she's even thinking about doing it. So there you go. It's just one of those things where you got to pick and choose, you know, pick and choose your battles. Um, you know, there's been times um, probably within the last year or so where things weren't as far as chores, they weren't as easy um, to get that response from her or anything like that. When I'd say like, you know, she'd just get so frustrated if I asked her to do something and I'd be like, why, like, why aren't you getting this done? Why does this seem like such a big deal? Like, why are you getting so annoyed and mad? And she, you know, would simply just tell me like, well, I don't have to do anything like this at my mom's because she just doesn't care. And at first, like, you know, I used to get really pissed off because it's like, oh, I just seem like, you know, this, I, I gotta say it. Like, I always just feel like this huge asshole. Like I, in no way you can ask my sister, you can ask anybody like in no way, shape or form is my house perfect. It's not the cleanest. It's not, you know, the, the most even like sorted or anything like that, but like just order, just some type of order. I don't even expect them when they do the bathroom. Like, I know it's not going to be perfect, but if you tried to your bathroom, you, I'm sure you want it to look clean. I'm sure you want it to be clean. Like you just do your best. 
And obviously there's a certain line there to be crossed, but like, I never have to go after them and be like, Hey, you need to redo that or anything. Like they, they do a good job. But when she tells me that I used to get super mad, but then I just started thinking about it. I'm like, she doesn't care. Like she doesn't care. And I just, I just can't help but think like she doesn't care enough to like prep you into adulthood. Like, I don't know about you, but my, my husband used at his old job, went in and out of people's homes all across our city all the time. And anytime I would ever even complain about like, oh my gosh, I feel like we were so busy this weekend. Like, look at this house. He'd be like, Dana, this is nothing compared to people's houses. Like, this is an amazing house to be in if I was walking into a house that I didn't know for a job. He's like, everybody in this, like most people, I I think he said like 90% of the houses that he would go into were like hoarders that where you weren't even able to walk and like there was things piled up against every wall and you were there were like mazes to go through or just completely like rodent infested um just a complete mess he's like let me just say like we're we're doing well here like our house is just doing well like I know you're hard on yourself and you feel like you have expectations but we live in this house and that's just how it is and which makes me feel good, but it also is like a little bit scary because I just think like these are kids who have now grown into adults who never had to do anything. There was never any type of know-how of organization. There was no way of like knowing that they had to clean anything. And now they just like don't know how to properly organize that, that yeah, they just have to end up living in, you know, like complete disorganization and or complete filth in in a lot of cases too. And so, you know, I try to tell the kids like to be able to be a successful person when you're older, to able to have like a well-balanced life, like yeah, like you need to know. You have a meeting that day or maybe you have an appointment that day, like you need to know where your keys are. If you don't know where your keys are to get in your car, you are going to be late for said meeting, for said appointment. You will, you miss the appointment, you're going to get charged. They might fire you as, as a customer. You miss a meeting, you might get fired. Like, you know, like these things, all of these little things that we're teaching them right now on how to take care of themselves are, are just, they seem little, they seem annoying, but they are like major factors for their future. And that's why I think starting now, like, if we don't start now, they'll never do it. Like, I, I'm not going to teach her when she's 16 and she's like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> there's no way I want her to do it now. And now she, she likes when her room is clean. She likes when she's showered and feels clean. She likes when her, you know, clothes are done and she knows that she can come back to our house and like, she's going to have some clean clothes and like knows where they are kind of thing. Right. So um, trying to explain those things, but like when she tells me she, and, and this is words out of her mouth, this isn't words out of her mom's mouth. So I'm not trying to say that, but when she says that her mom doesn't care and it's like, well, you know, I just feel like those priorities should be higher so that we can all like all four of us can have, you know, like a huge, make a huge difference and what kind of a person she is when she gets older. Right. 
So many of you might be thinking that, okay, Dana, like you're making a big deal out of it, but I, I think these little tiny things are what's going to turn into big things when they get older on the type of person that they're going to be. Um, and that's just what I feel like. I mean, I grew up in a house where, I mean, my mom was absolutely insane. Like we had to dust our rooms. Like I don't even make my kids do that all the time. Like it's like maybe a once a month thing where it's like, Hey, maybe, you know, you might want to take like a little Swiffer duster and give it a good little swish swish on your bookshelf there. And, you know, I, I do their windows and what have you. Like usually I don't make them do stuff like that just because sometimes we're have a pretty busy schedule that go above and beyond. Great. But like, yeah, it's just mainly like keeping it tidy, making sure everything's picked up and vacuuming and, you know, taking off your bed sheets, cleaning them. And then, you know, I mean, my bonus daughter can put her bed sheets back on, but I help my son with getting back his, his back on as I used to do at her age as well. So, I mean, these are things that I don't know. They just, I guess they don't seem like a big deal to the other household, but I just think those are things that we should kind of all be on the same team as far as expectations. We're taking baby steps here. We've had some really, really good um, communication over the last couple of months. And when I say we, I mean, um, my spouse and bio mom have been communicating really well. They've been able to compromise on a lot of things. They've been able to communicate back and forth. Um, on just, you know, little things. There's been no, nothing major, but that's the first time ever that I've ever experienced. So we're just going to take baby steps here and then hopefully we can kind of transition into the everyday things on kind of what's expected by her. So she's not so confused. So that's our goal anyway in the future. But yeah, so I don't know. Then then there's the, the manner of the way the way we're, we're all living our lives too. So we get a lot of pushback from my bonus daughter on even just like fun activities these days. And yes, I for sure know that her age is a factor right now. Although I do not remember being that way at 12. And I feel like I was more that way at like 16, 15, 16, but I guess things just happen earlier now, but it's like, you try to do anything fun, like go skating or tobogganing or like <laughs> we went on a an amazing sleigh ride in the mountains the other day. And unfortunately, our family kind of got a little bit split up. But um, my bonus daughter and my son were kind of like sitting beside um, the cousins. And so I wasn't able to see them because the sleigh was so full. So I was asking my spouse like, oh, like, do you see the kids? They're still on everything good. He's like, yeah, yeah, they're still on. Everything's good. I'm like, are they smiling? <laughs> He's like, no, <laughs> no, they're not. I'm like, oh, okay. Like whatever. Then the sleigh, um, the driver of the sleigh was like, Hey, like we're going to stop here. We're going to have a snow, um, snow angel competition with the other sleigh that's over there. So like, let's see who can do the best ones. And you know, these kids get off or whatever. My son gets off, whatever. <laughs> my, sp my bonus daughter decided, no, no, I'm not doing it. Cause like, I'm not a kid. Right. <laughs> Cause I'm 12. <laughs> and, um, so my spouse says like, no, go, 
go do a snow angel. Like you've got, you know, she had snow pants. She had all the things on. She's like, no, I don't want to. He's like, get off and make a snow angel. Like all the kids are supposed to be doing it. You are no <laughs> exception, but I don't want to. So he's like, finally has to be stern to be like, get off the sleigh and go be a child. Go on now. Because, I mean, we do lots of child-friendly stuff. And that being said, yes, there is that age gap. I know she's 12. I know she's, like, entering that preteen phase of, like, oh, my God, kill me now. But the fact of the matter is, is that you're still a child and you're still able to have fun. Like, hell, I ended up getting off and making a snow angel, too. Like, there's, there's no age limit on being fun, you know what I mean? And doing fun, freeing things. Whereas, you know, on that side, they're very reserved. They don't want to, you know, do anything that's going to maybe, maybe embarrass them in any way, shape or form, or, you know, speak out of turn or laugh or like anything like that. They're very just like straight faced and like, won't, (laughs) won't do things, which is fine that they're that way. But it's just, I find it inhibits her so much from actually participating things in things on this side anyway. But that is just how things go. So I'm finding there's, as she's getting older, that we're finding like so many more differences between the homes and who she's becoming in that way. So I don't know. I'm, I don't have many tips on this episode. This isn't something I've been, I feel I've been able to navigate very well. Um, I'm just trying, I'm trying to get through it. I'm trying not to do any type of nitpicking. I am simply just like trying to navigate around how she's feeling lately and, um, trying to communicate better. Um, trying to give her grace and the fact that yes, there are a lot of traits that she has that are from her mother that, you know, that's just how she is. And so we kind of have to, I don't know, just understand that a little bit more like me, my spouse, and you can just, I know my son is just like spitting image. Like we, we all kind of flow really well, but sometimes we have to flow a little bit differently when she comes home because she just, doesn't run the same way we do. It's just not her style. It's just not how it goes. So it it, it can get pretty exhausting, actually. Like by the end of the week, a lot of times, like putting in so much effort into, you know, making sure that she's doing childlike things and, you know, not just sitting miserable in her room like a teenager. Like I, I, I seriously, I just don't want that. I want her to have fun. I want her to try new things. I want her to like experience life in the best way possible. Um, and so sometimes that takes a lot of encouragement. It takes a lot of talking. It takes a lot of excitement. We just had our piano recital yesterday and she was so nervous because yeah, she just fears, she fears so badly about being embarrassed, which is a totally, totally a common fear. Um, she, her main reason for being nervous was that she cares what people think. And I just, you know, you have to explain to them, like, these are people you don't know, you probably will never see again. You know, everyone's just there to support, no matter if you know them or not. We're all just here to support anyone who's playing the piano. (coughs) And so that's just what you have to go with. And, you know, she didn't want to do it. She didn't want to do any of the speaking beforehand. And we encouraged her through that. And, you know, afterwards, I asked, like, now, how do you feel about it? And she's like, uh, you know, I feel a lot better. And like, 
I think I would be able to do it again. I think like not anytime soon, but I think I would be able to do it again. So just opening her up to those experience where, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure her, her mom would have, um, told her she had to do it or anything like that. So I'm just really hoping to expose her to more and just to open her up. Cause you don't know you like anything until you try it. You know what I mean? So yeah, so I think that concludes our episode today. I just want to thank you so much for listening to another mother podcast and being a part of our community. And just remember, no matter how unique your situation, you're not alone. To be a part of the show, make episode topic suggestions, or to share your story, please email info at anothermotherpodcast.ca. And make sure to follow at Another Mother Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And please leave us a rating on your preferred podcast app if you enjoyed the show. See you next time.